You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. I totally messed up. I was helping out some teeth issues. Miss McHugh forgot the words. That was an awesome thing. You are forever young. Welcome back, everybody. Back to AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood. Obviously, Tiana's here on the panel. Hi. Always starting us off with singing. And today we are doing Season 5, Episode 20. The season's almost over. Oh my goodness. But we have a full panel here tonight. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. And joining me, I have... I'm Danica Kennedy. I'm Elena Jordan. And I am Tiana Hobson. Okay, Episode Colfi. Overall, what were your thoughts of tonight's episode? Loved it. Loved it, yes. So much happened. I loved it. I'm just getting ready for the next two episodes for them to, like, <sighs> rip our hearts out somehow. I know I, they're going to do it. It's just how. how. It's just too happy. Anytime they have the, the happy episodes, I'm like, I'm going to be sobbing my eyes out soon. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely loved this episode. I thought last week, you know, felt a little slower. This week was jam-packed with things actually happening. So it was really exciting. And, yeah, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I love this episode, too. We had our fun moments here and there. We saw people partying. We saw people yelling at each other. And it was overall a really fun episode and really got us going from uh, start to finish. All these things just happening. You know what? Let's start with Drew. So we start the episode. Sarah comes to Amber's apartment and Drew's sleeping on the couch. And then I love how Sarah just barges in and be like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in college that I keep paying for and you're, you're not there. So I loved how Sarah was like the actual mom this time. Be like, go back to college. I just love when she pulls the blanket too and he's like, always with the blanket. <laughs> now it's four times in a row that between his sister and his mom, they're just like, no, get up. Yeah. I love how when she came in, she was like, ooh, do you have a guy staying over? <laughs> like, ooh, who are you seeing now? And then it's like, oh, your little your brother, brother that's supposed to be in school right now? Yeah. I'm going to kill him. And I love that she thought it was a guy and was excited to get to meet him instead of most moms who were like, ooh, do you have a guy here? Should I leave? This is really awkward. It was, ooh, do I get to meet him? Is he cute? Like, all these questions. I'm like, yes, Sarah, way to be the fun mom. Awkward. Has that ever happened to you? Do you guys have siblings and then your parents think that you have, like, someone over and it actually ends up being your sibling no i'm an only child so (laughs) oh i'll just (laughs) (laughs) like that would be embarrassing though um yeah i can see so i i found the humor in that because that actually has happened to me one day i was like no it's just my brother but uh yes the jew finally finally gets the courage to go back to school you know he gets that fire under his butt he goes back, and then he has to, of course, encounter his roommate, Berto, who's still messy as all heck. Ugh, I can't stand Berto. Me either. I'm He's done with Berto. I kind of liked him this episode. 
I, I feel like, like they're gonna they make try to make us more. like characters that I initially hate. Like I'm like, don't, <laughs> I don't want to like Natalie. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna like Berto either. It's just not gonna happen. I I <laughs> respected the way he came to Drew and was like, look, let's hash this out. You're mad at me. I screwed up. I'm not a great person, but you know, at least I'm honest and I'm being me. And I was like, you know what? It, I respect him in a way now that I didn't before, and I kind of liked him after this episode. Yeah, what did you think of their bro moment, uh, bonding over beers and just, like, hashing it all out? I thought that was so typical of a way for guys to hash out a problem, because <laughs> girls would have talked for hours and hours and crying and tears, and or they would have just never spoke again and just, you know, combined two separate armies of, like, you can't like this girl anymore because she did this to me and backstabbing and all that. So mm-hmm. I was like, at least these guys are like, here have a beer and tell me everything you hate about me and then we're gonna laugh and this is gonna be over with I like that way better yeah. I think I like, that's so awesome. should take that on yeah. yeah I like that philosophy instead of beers make it martinis or something oh, I and I'm all about beer I just find Berto so obnoxious and I feel yeah. like this episode well, the they point. were trying to like introduce him more as a main character like they're pulling him into the episodes more and I'm like no no not Birdo no <laughs> get new friends get new girlfriends I'm sick of seeing all these yeah and what's her face Natalie <laughs> that look I was like no what's her face needs to leave I'm just yeah. gonna call her what's her face because <laughs> that's what she is to me yeah. but this bonding experience actually gets Drew to really say his emotions because he's a very internal uh, introvert guy and he has a hard time saying what's really on his mind and really saying all the things that are bothering him and this is the one moment where he actually gets to say everything and then at the end of it just laugh about it so I think Zeke ne- I'm sorry not Zeke Drew needed that I like drunk Drew I like drunk yeah. Drew too <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really seen him drunk before We've seen him high. Yeah. We've seen him high. He doesn't yeah, really do drunk. anything when he's high. He just eats ice cream and Yeah, sick. when he was drunk, he was, like, fighting. <laughs> and I'm crazy. I think this is why I liked Berto. That's his name, right? Berto? Berto. Yeah. Berto. Um, that's why, this is why I liked him. Because he called Drew out on his own BS. Because when they saw Natalie, he was like, look, dude, I know that I messed up because I slept with her. But before that, you kind of did this to yourself. You know, you were the jerk first. You were the guy who screwed that up before I even did anything. So I was like, you know what? At least someone's finally telling Drew, hey, look, stop being such a sensitive douchebag right now and actually man up and, you know, admit that, you know, some things are your fault. It's not the world against Drew. Sometimes Drew is screwing up the world. And from her perspective, if you're seeing a guy and then their ex-girlfriend moves in for a month, you're like, okay, it's over. Time for me to move on. Yeah, so, except I move on with someone that's not the roommate, especially. the gross roommate. It's college, <laughs> everyone hooks up with everyone their freshman year. But it's like typical guy roommate problems, though. So I'm just like, yes, we probably have seen it and dealt with it in real life, but then like I love how they're showing that on screen because mm-hmm. it is so real. And those are the kind of guys you're gonna come across in your, your freshman year. You're gonna have those bad roommates. Okay. The only thing I don't like though is that. With him saying, Drew, you messed up. The Braverman way is to go mend fences and fix things. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't matter. (laughs) She messed up, too. She's horrible. Done. Done with Natalie. You should still be done with her. But But in college, especially the people who are on your floor, that's kind of, you know, your freshman year. Those are the people you hang out with the most. So there's bound to be some double dipping. Yeah. Just saying. Those are the people you party with. Those are the people you party with. 
bound to, you know, <laughs> it happens. all mixed together at and, some point. But that's college. Uh, that's college. That's so I think it's something that Drew just needs to move on from. Mm-hmm. I feel like we had a very different college experience. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was not like that at all. Tiana had a very fun <laughs> college <laughs> freshman year, apparently. <laughs> I didn't. A lot of friends did. did. I saw a lot of friends do a lot of things their freshman year. Yes, Tiana's so. mom listening <laughs> at <I> home. <laughs> Her friends, not her at all. See, I, I'm glad you bring that perspective because when I went to college, I was in an apartment, so it was a bit different. Yeah, and that, I was so, in a dorm, but, but I also was like, oh, I've got to get a class. I've got to do everything. Everybody be quiet. Me and my roommate <laughs> were the up? only white people on our floor. It was all black and Mexican <laughs> chicks, and they were like, oh, the Orange County Barbies. And I was like scared of them, so I was not sleeping around oh, with the guys on my hey. floor by any means. All right. <laughs> so, Had to uh, share that little tidbit. Th- thank you for that. Okay, so You're welcome. <laughs> so, do we think Natalie's finally done with? I think they're gonna bring her, her back. Oh, they're gonna. We bring keep her back. seeing her every episode. Like, when would she ever leave? Natalie and Berta. Hey, there's only three weeks left of school, so Goodness. hopefully yeah, summer break. <laughs> Get that over was that. weird to me too. I'm like, Natalie why are you gonna be friends with this guy you've hated all semester when you're only gonna see him for three more weeks? Because you know. just move past things <laughs> in well, college. Hopefully, this bonding experience is him helping to move past that. But all right, I'm done with Natalie. She should be done and gone <laughs> off the show. Moving on, Zeke and Camille. They finally actually signed the final papers to selling move the on house. To, yeah. it, it's really happening, and Camille's getting a little cold feet here. What did you think of? Did you think her reaction was natural? Like anyone would. In that situation, we would really react like that. She signed it faster than I thought. I thought she was going to be more hesitant than she was. Mm. Yeah, she signed fast, and then kind of afterwards, was, you know, when they're uh, <laughs> she's like, Zeke, why are you packing everything right now? It's like, then it kind of hit her that it was actually happening. But I think really? that it's a normal reaction, you know. There are so many memories in a house and with every trinket. You know, she didn't want to get rid of anything. Zeke's over here like... We have to downsize. We can't keep everything anymore. You know, there's no space. Give it back for to the it. kids. Yeah. I mean, stressful trying to house hunt too. So yeah. I'm sure trying to find a place and moving all this stuff, she doesn't know where she's going to be. And when you first look at places, you're not going to see the right one right away. So she's like looking at all these places thinking, this is nothing like the gorgeous house I just left behind. Of course, you're going to get cold feet a little. Yeah. I feel like it's. Probably the opposite of buyer's remorse when you first buy a house, and then you're like, "Oh, should I have done that?" But this is the opposite. Seller's end. remorse. Seller's remorse. Yeah. And I but like I think it was actually pretty genuine her reaction. Like, of course, a, a place that you built a family and built all these memories, you're gonna get sentimental and attached. You're not gonna want to let it go, even though she did. They're packing, and now, but and Z- Zeke finds out that oh, she's getting, she's kind of worried right now, very concerned about like moving on that. And then, what did you think of Zeke finding this new place they can start a new life with? Was that the Full House Street? It was. It, it was it? right. Yeah, like, okay, that's all I had to say. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> Move into the Full House. 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 That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I was just like, that wait. Awesome. It's like, wait, is this full house all of a sudden? And crossover. The same street, basically. <laughs> crossover Stamos reunion. Just, like, walks by <laughs> for no reason in one episode. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> that looked like an awesome house, though. It did. It was really cute, and it reminded me of the house that they have, just, you know, smaller, more narrow and straight up and down. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. It was adorable. It was 
you know, it was the perfect size because it's still two stories. They still have multiple mm-hmm. rooms and it's still big enough to have the family over to do things. But so it's not like a small, you know, like senior living apartment or something, you know, that they were kind of looking into before. Big, you know, that's what I Yeah, it's actually like a, it's a yeah. house. It's big. It's big enough for the two of them. And, and yeah, and Zeke thought of all the things that Camille would want in a, a new house. A, a room with so a lot sweet. of light for art room and then a patio with overlooking the city. And she did say in an episode a while back that she wanted a new canvas. Well, there she has it. Mm-hmm. She has a new canvas to paint. It's so bittersweet because I just love the set for the old house. How, like, the, the, like, heights of all the kids on the wall, like, the detail of, like, how heartfelt and, like, Mm -hmm. that family home. I'm just going to be sad that they're not going to have that as a character on the show anymore. It's almost like they killed off a character. character. They killed off a character. The house had personality of its own. But But they're going to introduce a new character. So they can do that with the grandkids growing up now. Have that generation have that. grow up in that house. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's true. And there's still room for him to work on his car. So. Yeah. I mean, that looked like an awesome home. It's smaller, but it's just the right size for the both of them yeah. to start a new life. I think it's perfect. Good job, Zeke. Yes. I love Zeke. Normally, I would not condone someone and going and support. buying me a house and surprising it. <laughs> Like, no. I'm house hunting right now. And so, yeah, we're looking. And so I told Danica, I just want that clip of Zeke being like, you're going to find the right place. It's okay. We've been looking (laughs) and we're like, play it. It's really fast. But apparently, Karen helped him. So good on him. Good on her for helping him. I guess she she wanted that commission. (laughs) Hashtag pushy bravermans all night. (laughs) This whole episode. Pushy bravermans. So I just want to take a quick minute to thank everyone on iTunes and YouTube, all who have been rating, commenting, and subscribing to AfterBuzz TV. So uh, if you haven't done it, please go on iTunes and rate and comment. Tell us what you love about the bravermans, about this show, about the other shows we do here. We do up to 75 shows a week. It's crazy. Only more shows to come. And also, we just launched the new AfterBuzz TV app. Yay! 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 On the iOS systems and Android. So check those out. Phil has been working his behind off on it for years. It is finally out. So congrats to Phil. Congrats to AfterBuzz. If you were downloading iTunes, you have it all available on the AfterBuzz TV app. You can watch and listen to us live. And you can also stream us live, too, straight from the app. Check it out. Download it. It's free. So, yes. So what more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? It's all in your pocket. It's awesome. All right. Back to this episode. Sarah and Hank. What did you think of Hank tonight's episode? I feel like he's still going back to Pelican and using him as a crutch. I am... I've said this for weeks. I'm over Sarah and Hank. I just... I can't anymore. I will agree, and I've been saying that the whole time, too, but I did love this episode, the interactions with Hank and with Dr. Pelican, because of how real that is of not fully understanding a situation and then someone saying, you're not taking into account this person was probably upset, and then, I don't know, I really like how they're diving into the Asperger's aspect of it, and that one line, it's not an Asperger's thing, it's an everybody thing. It's an everybody thing. That was good. I just loved that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I loved how Pelican really explained it to us because he said, 
everything we've seen as an audience has been from Hank's point of view and how he views Sarah. But then he said the line, you have to think how Sarah's thinking and her point of view and how she's reacting to it. And I thought that was very insightful. I love how they play with our emotions and they make you kind of hate Hank at first when he does that half-ass apology where he's like, I'm sorry, yeah. like, uh, you know, like he's not really sorry, but he's like, you know, being so a I guess about I it, owe you an like, apology. I owe you an apology, so I'm saying it, but I don't really mean it. It wasn't sincere. So you, as the audience, you know, you kind of hate him at that moment. And then he comes back later and what he says to Sarah, that was so heartfelt at the end. And he just didn't even have her respond. He just kind of bailed and left and he was so awkward about it but I think it was something that he needed to say you know get all of that off of his chest and I think Sarah's kind of getting over Sarah and Hank too especially with all this Dr. Pelican Asperger Mm -hmm. stuff I think she's kind of like okay you're apologizing for things that happened a long time ago and you're like digging it up again like I know you have your issues but this is really awkward because we're not in a relationship but she's kind of uh DTs to him, I think. She's like leading him on more yeah, than she should. She is. But again, unintentionally she's though. She's a flirt. So yeah. she mm-hmm. is. But that's her character. I mean, that's how she gets attention from people and that's also her insecurities that she needs other people. She she is codependent and she needs other people even if it is people like Hank who are who has inner demons of his own, but that's just Sarah. When is Carl coming back? Bring him back in. He's yeah, the good better. guy. Well, we don't know. Doctor well, saving babies. Just but I, I like the second time around with Hank's sincere apology because we didn't really see him apologize for just up and leaving Sarah, especially after it had just broken up with Mark for Hank and then Hank left her in the dust. So I liked how they generally apologized and kept that. And finally address the issue. Yeah, I like that Sarah brought that up, that she actually said, look, I left my fiancé because I thought we were going to have a future, and then you up and leave. So then, you know, because the whole time I was thinking, hey, she just left a guy who she was going to marry for someone else. That relationship is supposed to work. Mm -hmm, You know, when you leave someone that you've already committed to marrying for someone else, like, that should work. Because then at least the other guy who you left doesn't feel as bad. He's like, well, at least, you know that worked out but since it didn't it kind of puts everyone that situation where it's like well that just sucks yeah didn't work out for anyone yeah and then you know that's why she's upset you know now that she found out that um he's engaged you know because that's i don't like the the relationship i don't like the negativity that it brings i feel like when she was with mark she was really happy it wasn't the way down i i feel like she gets weighed down by guys he's too much too yeah. negative mm-hmm. for her and she's mm-hmm. a very like positive free crazy person and i think she needs the positive energy in her life yeah i agree and i like how sarah's coming around because in the first season sarah was a very negative person a lot of things weren't going her way but now this season things are and she's looking at life and she's taking life at in a different way and just having having people these guys in her lives like just you know, accepting them and like all the things that she's gone through with them. I think Sarah has been, you know, has really grown as a person too. So, uh, or, so Hank, yeah, he he's finally saying all of his emotions about Sarah, and hopefully that part's done. <laughs> hopefully they can both move on. All right, so uh, Crosby uh, is having some problems with his house. He finally has to move out because they're selling, you know, the, the Braverman house. But he gets back to his house, 
and he's still having mold issues. They ripped up his floors. Those poor hardwood floors. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably be really mad, too, if I got home and my floors were all of a sudden up because of this mold and no one gave me a heads up. That's what I was walking into. Because, like you said, that's an added cost that he wasn't expecting that he didn't know about and then you get home and you know half your house has no flooring twelve thousand yeah it's gonna cost twelve thousand dollars or what else are you gonna do oh fourteen thousand one estimate sixteen thousand was the other estimate yeah yeah what are you supposed to do besides get mad at the world (laughs) crosby handles things really well i feel like (laughs) when if that would have happened to sarah she would just be inconsolable and be like, everything is against me. And Crosby just makes a joke. And I was like, all right, well, let's try to get this idiot to sign <laughs> on with these boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Crosby's <laughs> having some life problems and financial issues. And then we also see this kind of like all blurs together in one. But the, the Ashes of Rome band is they're finally... Back. Yeah, they're back. They're finally releasing the new album that they produced a few months ago. Now they have to do this tour. And the lead singer is not happy with who they have to open up for for this uh, musician called Chad Lowe. Actually, special guest Roshan Fagan. I'm yes. like, hey, what is he doing in tonight's <laughs> episode? It was fun to see him. And then, so, Ashes of Rome have to open up for this young boy band. And the lead... 4D. 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 I love the... And Oliver's not too happy. <laughs> they have so many dick jokes like subtle d over and over again Um, i also just and i felt like i just had a really dirty mind like were you guys (laughs) just like was that really happening just me okay i was wondering i'm like what does what does the d stand for yeah i want to know the the people's names i went straight to the one direction because i think like i was like oh clearly they're making fun of one direction right now Mm -hmm. And so 1D. instead of 1D, it's 4D. So then I was expecting four guys, but only two showed up. And but then, a like, lot a lot of, of girls. Yeah, a lot of girls. <laughs> I was like, I only saw two guys, and only one person really spoke. So he must be the Justin Timberlake of the group. Yeah. And he's the star. He's the he's Oliver. The <laughs> I love watching the hot extras in scenes like that, though, because half the time they look like they don't know they're rolling. <laughs> and I love it, because no one's really looking. They're all looking at the scene, but you'll just see these really pretty girls, like... <laughs> just blink there. Deer in headlights. Deer in the headlights and for nothing. all you listeners. You're like, it's, it's happening over here. Watch the- okay. We pointed it out while we were watching. One of them was looking right at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's awkward. Just unblinking. Like, <laughs> Oh, extra. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. But so, uh, yeah, so Ashes of Rome, they have to do this tour that Oliver's not happy. But Crosby needs them to go on the tour so he can get money to buy new floors for his house. Yeah, and I kind of understood where um, Oliver was coming from, just because if I was going to see a boy band open, I wouldn't expect their opening act to be, you know, I I would expect something in the same genre, you know, because you're attracting tweens, you know, if it's a boy band, so you think that you'd go find, you know, another sort of up-and-coming tween type of band instead of something completely different but you know it also would but it's all guys yeah but it also <laughs> would open their audience up because by playing for these tweens i know oliver made fun of him he's like what we're gonna play in front of a empty stadium with you know a bunch of fan club girls who don't care i was like but those fan girls clubs if they actually liked what they heard then they become your fan girl clubs and then you blow up into this mm-hmm. massive thing because the tween audience is what you want because they 
rule the world. Yeah, and Oliver's just being that <laughs> true. diva artist. He's saying it's going against his creative, what was it? His um, creative something. But um, basically, he didn't Artistic credibility. Out. That was it. His, it's going against his artistic credibility. But I'm like, dude, you're releasing your album, Beggars Can't Be Choosers. You go with a band who's really successful, making money, because you haven't made money on this album yet. You just do it. It's yeah. only 22 dates. Do it. Yeah, and they're all still living together still, right? So it might help yeah. with that. Just saying. <laughs> but so they have the, the release party at the luncheonette, and the 4D band actually goes... Uh, comes to the party, goes up to Oliver, and actually expresses their true, genuine love for the album, which kind of sways Oliver's opinion. I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) I don't think he cared at all. I think it was like, whatever, 12-year-old, that's cool that you like my band. So about these hot girls. (laughs) Yeah. What's the deal with that? All the girls who are, Mm -hmm. these girls are too old for us. They're They're in like their mid-20s. I was like, oh my god, that's old? (laughs) Oh. Oh. We're all old. We're all old. We're too old to be hanging out with boy bands, so... Usually the boy band members are actually like 30 and they look, you know, 12. At least that's how it was in the 90s. How old are One Direction right now? Well, they're in their early 20s. What else did they say? They said they were going to wear like purity rings or like something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then that was established. Yeah, because that's established the Jonas Brothers right there because, you know, the purity ring thing. So I was like, oh, they're kind of everyone. Yeah, they're just making fun of all those like (laughs) teeny bopper pop stars. Which is so funny because Tyson Ritter is an all-American rejects and I think about when I was a teenager and of course like... Mm-hmm. Good Charlotte and Newfound Glory and All-American Rejects. I'm like, dude, come on. You weren't always that cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love how Parenthood kind of jabs at that because I feel like the the older demographic watches Parenthood. And so the, we would understand and really get those jokes compared to the younger demographic. Mm-hmm. That who's that? Like the older je- demographic has already gone through that. So, uh, yeah, so... Um, but during this whole thing also... Christina and Adam needs to start this charter school. They go to Julia, which I thought was great, to help. She They needed her help to go over this application to pitch the charter school. What did you think of Julia's uh, assertiveness during She's this? feisty. She In does. that room, she was like, this is what's happening, and if you don't do this, I'm still going to make it happen, so you're going to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to make your life hell. Mm-hmm. I love but seeing her back in mode. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. seeing her back in lawyer mode. She definitely hasn't had anything to do in a while. So, you know, she took this one project and, you know, with the her marriage going the way it is, it definitely was a distraction for her. And it's something that she was focused on and passionate about. And to see her so passionate, passionate about something again after, you know, like almost two seasons of seeing her struggle with everything, it was really exciting to see her back in when she was going off in that um school board meeting and you saw um you know mr teacher man kind of checking out i was like i was like dang she (laughs) got me all hot and bothered in that moment i was like yes she's assertive i like it am i a lesbian no (laughs) no no No. because i think a lot of people mistake assertiveness for pushiness and bossiness and i'm like no she's she's working hard she's being assertive there's a difference there's a fine line but there's a difference. And to the point where they called her a scary lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Funny. I love that we saw 
because even the first few seasons when she was a lawyer and she was working all the time, you didn't really get to see how good she was at it. Yeah. And in that meeting, it was like, dang, she mm-hmm. knows her stuff because the only thing they brought up... She, Actually, I have an amendment to that that's included, and if you flip to that, you'll mm-hmm. see where we've already covered all that. They have more than enough money. I'm like, dang, girl. Yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> she got really, uh, really literal with, like, self, well, what was that? Goodness, I don't even know. But all these things that were added to the application, like, no, they have enough money for the first year, and they even have a cushion for the next year. They can totally start this school. I thought that was awesome. I love that she showed up at uh, Mr. Evans' Is that his name? Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. Evans is first name. Evans. Yeah. Evan. Evan. Yeah. I love that she showed up at his house and was like, we need you to be the headmaster. Mm -hmm. I need you to just say you're the headmaster when we're in this meeting right now. You need to be the face of this school. Yeah. He's like, wow, you Bravermans really do just (laughs) come over to my house and, you know, (laughs) demand things out of me. They do. That's the Bravermans. But it works. And you know what? Mr. Knight really did sell it. And because he, in that meeting, he accepted that he was going to be the new head headmaster. And that's what you need. You need someone who's already in the position, who takes on the role, full responsibility. And if if you go into a meeting with someone who's like wishy-washy and doesn't want the position, you're not going to have, mm-hmm. have your school. So I, I loved how he accepted that. I also love how it had been six weeks for Adam and Christina trying to get stuff started. And as soon as they tell Julie about it, she's like, I have a meeting set for Thursday. And mm-hmm. also rocked that meeting. And now you have your school. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And even Adam and Christina, because apparently you only need 20 signatures for this uh, petition. And they got 271. So that shows like they have leadership skills, too. And people really are pushing for this school. Mm-hmm. So I love how the the community is also involved with it. I can't wait to see more with the school. Yeah, I can't. Like, I think in the next season we'll really see that build. Yeah, I think the school is going to be a big character mm-hmm. next season, kind of like how the house was. So it's kind of replacing one thing with the other. Yeah. Do you think this act with Julia will help kickstart her, be that catalyst to getting back into law? Um, law. I hope so think so i think that now that her and joel are figuring things out Mm -hmm. um especially now that she's gonna have to go back to work you know there's if you if they end up divorced you know he'd he'd pay child support but not for her bills and stuff so she's gonna have to do something to get back out there and into the lawyer world so i think this could be a good way they could even if they had money that school could hire her because i'm sure there's going to be a lot of you know legal issues with the school like this things come up and stuff so maybe she could be in-house counsel for the charter charter school yeah and what do you think of julia and uh ed Ed so proud coming back so proud of her she left uh, I'm glad to. I'm like, Stay strong. what are you doing? How are you in the same cafe as she is? Really? How small is San Francisco? Or <laughs> Berkeley, wherever they're at. Because <laughs> Ed keeps showing up. Yeah. Stalking her. Let's, let's Stalker just, vibes from Ed. Mm. Let's just say it was near the school where they both had dropped off their kids. Okay. So that's why they were both in the same place. Berkeley like is a very small writer's town. advocate. Yeah. Here. Berkeley <laughs> is a very small town, too. So, I mean, it could, I mean, maybe there's only one Starbucks, you know? No, uh, there's I never only one that. Starbucks. No. I'm trying to get in there with the writers. Um, <laughs> I was proud of her, but I wasn't proud of her in the beginning when she said yes to the date and she acknowledged mm-hmm. that it was a date to Christina. Um, so it's like she clearly went there knowing that this was a date. And the whole time in my mind, I was like, 
you're not ready to start dating because you just had a conversation with your husband a couple days ago, probably, that when and he was still like, married. no. Yeah, and you're still married. Yes. It hasn't been that long. You just found out that you're not working on your marriage. So maybe you should have some right recovery. Now. Yeah, didn't right now. He did say forever. He just said right now. And, and Julia and- takes out the wedding ring. Well, and to blow it on Ed, too, like, that's the reason they broke up. And if she hooks up with him and starts dating him seriously, she's just proving that Joel's point Joel. completely. Yeah. Yeah. So, no-no zone. But, Mr. Knight. Yeah. Would you be like this new budding um, romance? I don't they know what I think shagging about each other the all whole the whole time. This whole episode. I feel like she... Do we like this new relationship? She, like, got Mr. Knight to become the headmaster, and then I feel like she's banging him out of being headmaster because that's drama, and it's like a one-night stand. Mm. I can definitely see that happening. It might be a one-night stand. And Christine, and I loved seeing Christine and Julia together in those scenes, and so... But they would get in a huge fight. They would get fight. in a huge fight. That would be yeah. awful. Christina, Christina would, would be furious her. if that's what happens. Yeah. Christina, but I don't think they'll have that happen because they already had it happen with Max's tutor. That's true. So I don't gonna think they're going to repeat everyone. that. You know, with Crosby screwing <laughs> that one up. So they have a thing All about teachers that come, you know, with Adam and Christina. There's just something about but the bravery. But maybe that could be a cute thing Julia and Crosby can, like, bond over. They're, like, having beers. And they're, like, oh, my gosh. How hey, mad ruined were they? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> remember how angry he was? That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Let's move on. How do we think Joel's going to react to this when he finds out? If he finds out. I think he'll find out. This is parenthood we're talking about. That's He's true. going to find out. Someone's going to say something. Yeah. I have a prediction on it, so I'm just going to wait. All right. <laughs> that might cross into prediction territory. But, you know, right now, I feel like it's just, like, that that new budding, like, oh, my goodness, I'm really enamored with you right now, and so I have to jump your bones. But I don't think it's going to last. Oh, I don't think it's going to last at all. I just hope it doesn't kill the charter school, too. I think she needs a good know. rebound, but she could have chosen one that she didn't just do all that work with. That At she's least she like, didn't rebound you know. Ed. That's true. Let's yeah. Think I think it's better than Ed, at least. Yeah, I think that she was so focused on the project that she didn't realize that she was flirting with Mr. Knight. And Mr. Knight definitely was flirting with her. So I think that most of their hookup is the alcohol mm-hmm. talking and that it's not actually real feelings for her in particular confidence too yeah you know it's also just you know she was talking to christina earlier about you know like after you you know move on from someone like how when's it too soon to you know sleep with the next person that was a cute scene and I so that. yeah so i think that you know alcohol was the way that got that started and maybe she'll wake up in the morning and be like oh my god what did i just do instead it. of you know oh my god i like this guy like, I didn't get the vibe from her that she knew she was doing something in, like, a liking way of Mr. Knight. But I think Mr. Knight likes her. I think so. I think Mr. Knight likes her just because, like, she's assertive and really re- that strong-headed woman that, like, um, that's, you know, successful in life and just goes after what she wants. So I think that's probably why he was enamored with her and then Julia, just like, her whole relationship problems this year she needed someone and mr knight kind of reminds me of early season joel so i can kind of see that just you know i don't know their interactions kind of similar i can see that 
I see that. But uh, anything else of this awesome episode? A lot of things happened. Good. Yeah. Though there, there was one funny moment near the beginning when Sarah comes over at the apartment. She's like, "I got you a Cuisinart." <laughs> just, just oh yeah. Whole thing. We like, need I'm buying stop. appliances. Because <laughs> yeah, we need to like stop going out and have takeout coffee. That was awesome. I really liked that they finally referenced Hattie for the first time. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> In they just or, say she's at Cornell. Cornell. It's really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I just realized that two episodes left. Which episode is Hattie coming back in? The finale. Oh, it's so the finale? finale. Okay. I was yeah. like, oh, so we will see her soon. Yeah. How is Cornell doing? They never mention her, though. Like, it's kind of like <laughs> she's just gone, and then they're just, like, pulling her in for the last, like, Except oh, a mysterious college. daughter that disappeared from Family like, oh, Matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She still exists. She's still a brave Dropping woman. a quick <laughs> reference to Hattie mm-hmm. before we bring her in in two episodes. Yep, that's true. <laughs> but that Cuisinart moment just reminded me of, again, Gilmore Girls, where Lorelai Gilmore is like, we really got to stop eating fast food. <laughs> and yet they don't. But, uh, and I don't know, I just love both shows. So, you know what, let's get into, I don't really have any news and gossip this week. A lot of people, a lot of the cast members didn't really tweet anything new. So, you know what, let's get into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, oh my goodness, these previews. I had, a, I watched the previews twice and I got chills both times. Alright, what do you think is going to really happen with Joel and Julia? Joel's going to find out. Do you think it's going to be a next episode? Okay, so my prediction is that if they really want to end Joel and Julia's relationship, I think that they're going to try. Joel's going to come back and want to try to work on the marriage, but then Julia finds out that she's pregnant with Mr. Knight's <gasps> child. What? And that oh, just completely, like, that boom. Buries it. Drop the mic. <laughs> boom. <Damn. laughs> I'm out. And done. What do you think, Elena? I think if that isn't a final push for Tiana to be in the writer's room, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is. That's what I think. You've been saying she it needs to be in the writer's room. My prediction is that Tiana will be in the writer's room next season. Season six, here I come. She doesn't need to be in the writer's room. Just give her the credit. Yeah, That's just all give me a call. I'll, I'll talk you guys through some things. We can have some beers and figure it out. <laughs> I feel like they're going to roller coaster our emotions and pull back so. and forth. Like, oh, maybe we'll go to couples therapy and try to work on it for the kids. But I can't believe you saw Ed again. You saw him. This person saw you at the coffee shop with him. Like, I feel like it's just going to, like, emotionally, Chirpana. you know, tear All us apart. But I also know that Parenthood is really good about having misleading previews. So it's possible that he yeah, just shows up and he's true. like, I forgot to get something. Let me pick it up. Bye. And that's the yeah. end. <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. They're editing so teasing it's amazing he's like i forgot my shoes <laughs> <laughs> but we see another face return next episode ryan comes back and he's not looking good uh so. i want ryan to be gone not dead in that <laughs> not dead in the preview no but i don't want him to be with amber anymore and i don't like them together at all i want her to be with the bass player of yeah, yeah. I'm surprised wow. they didn't bring that back up. In I really episode. loved it. Like I love. I was like, see, she's so much happier when she's hanging out with this guy. Ryan just bums her out all the time. Yeah, he's too depressing for her. No, but just like, like Hank with Sarah. But Ryan yeah. is Amber's true love. Of course, Amber's gonna get all emotional because he's not looking good returning back from the war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mae Whitman did say in an interview, "What was I watching her on?" 
I watched her on something, and she said she mentioned something that you know, um, the whole Riber thing. You know, it might not be completely over. Mm-hmm. She did tease that oh, no. on a late night show that I can't remember I was watching because it was late at night. <laughs> um, Good story. Yeah, late she night. was on it, and no, actually, it wasn't late night. It was the morning news, KTLA five. She was on the morning news um, earlier this week. And so they were talking about it, and she said, you know, the Ryber relationship might not be over. Okay. All right. So next week episode looks really sad because we also see a, a one, what's her name, Gwen? Mm-hmm. Gwen, the, uh, the, the cancer patient mm-hmm. friend of Christina, she's not looking good either. That's going to be sad. That's going to be really I already sad. know that I just need to bring a whole box of tissues here oh, next yeah. week to sob my eyes out. Have them on hand for next <laughs> week's episode because it looks like a doozy. Yeah. Uh, They're setting us up for that finale, That guys. finale. I hope the finale ends like on a happier note because it'd be really sad to end on a sad I mean, note. really happy. So. Julia's going to be pregnant, guys. That's the, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's happy yeah, news. When you find out about a baby, it's no. happy. Um, maybe. Depending on whose it is. Yeah. I th- so I think Joel's going to find out maybe in next, not in next week's episode, but definitely the finale. And that's where Julia and Joel's going to end on this season. Not on a yeah. good note. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But other than that, so we, we all have to just wait to see next episode. Looks crazy. In the meantime, where can we all follow you to keep talking? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. You can follow me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Danica Kennedy. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our new iTunes app, or AfterBuzz TV app. I'm so used to iTunes. Our app, check it out, rate it, comment, download it. It's awesome. It's free. Thank you, Phil, for engineering. And we will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 